Hi, I'm Alison Heilixer, American psychotherapist living in Hong Kong. And I'm Heather Thorkelson, Canadian business coach living in Sweden. On Rethink the Couch, we delve into the inner dialogues that expats most commonly grapple with. Our podcast explores the mysterious psychological layers of what it means to be someone living abroad in a culture not our own. Our experiences, narratives, challenges, and ultimately identities. Let's get started. Well, today's topic is an interesting one. It is, do you want to die here? So Alison, why are we talking about dying as an expat? Yeah, that's a good question. So living abroad, Heather, as you know, right, can be a real kind of intoxicating thrill for some people. But for other people, it's very challenging. And for most expats, it's really a mixture of both. But part of living abroad for many really includes an assumption and one that often people don't even realize that eventually they're going to leave their country they're residing in and return home to die. Yes, to die. And this is often, again, as I said, not something that people think about consciously, even if people never move abroad. Yet when I work with expats over this past decade, rarely does someone actually talk about where they want to die and whether this fits in with his or her assignment or adventure abroad. So if we look at even right now, right, in the midst of a pandemic, people are really starting to take this question more seriously than I've ever seen in the past. So in the past, I'd say before the pandemic, a lot of people, you know, kind of buried their heads in the sand, right? Death in general is a very uneasy topic for humans. Um, and most of us just deny it, you know, until it becomes unfortunately too real, or at least real, you know, with, with someone we love. And so if we think about, right, living abroad and asking this question, it can often make people very uneasy, but can also allow people to kind of crystallize more clearly their connection to the land that they're living abroad in. Yeah, it's such a good point, And it's such an odd thing to have to toy with, you know, I mean, as you say, especially during a pandemic, when many people are living abroad, they're even stuck in another country. <laughs> and thinking like, what if something happened to me here, right? I hadn't really thought yes. that far ahead. So yes. it's a very, yeah, it's a yes. very complicated kind of thing. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, what kind of considerations do people usually have to consider when they're thinking about returning home? I mean, whether it's a situation like this with a pandemic or just that they are getting older. I mean, what are those considerations that come up when they're thinking about returning home to die? Yeah, it's it's a really good point that you raise about, you know, some people kind of being stuck in some countries at this point and this question um, can, can really meet them at a time that they weren't anticipating. So, yes, I think you're right. Age certainly is a factor, right? So the older the, of the clients I work with, uh, the closer they feel or they imagine that they are to death, um, that's certainly something that they need to ask themselves is where they are kind of developmentally um, in life. Other questions that I often hear people considering is, you know, are they in the country abroad on a short-term assignment? 
And people are funny because if they come to a foreign country and they think that they're on a short-term assignment, and again, the pandemic had other plans or you know, sometimes contracts are extended or people extend their timelines, but at least if they come to the country with, a, with being there on a short-term assignment you know, with that kind of mindset, they typically don't plan for, for dying in that place. And oddly, even if their assignments get extended, they often don't revisit that question, or even if they watch themselves age in that country abroad, they often, again, don't ask them ask themselves that question. I think also another big question is, you know, related to even age is, are they planning to retire in their home country or their country abroad? So some people are actually very strategic when they make the decision to live abroad, right? They might choose a country based on wanting to retire there, or just the opposite. They, they think that they're going to make enough money or they're going to get a certain experience they've always wanted, and then they want to return to their home country to retire. And again, often people will think about retirement, but they don't kind of factor in death. But that's something certainly uh, for people to think about. Another question, right, is what's healthcare like in their home country versus in the country where they're living? So some people are quite surprised by the healthcare, you know, if it's a public system, if they're used to living in countries um, at home where they only offer private healthcare or vice versa. So considering kind of the conditions around um, the healthcare system in, in, in where they're living is something important. I think other questions are, you know, do they have any spiritual or religious considerations? You know, do they want their body to be cremated? Do they want to be buried? Do they need to be in a certain country um, when they die just for, again, spiritual or religious reasons? And also, where where are their family members likely to die or where have they died? Mm. And do they want to, you know, go into the spirit world and in a place, you know, close to their family members? And again, these are all incredibly, incredibly difficult questions, Heather. So these are questions I, you know, people have considered, you know, I've heard people, you know, clients considering these questions, but they're, they're not easy ones to really think about, or even start to, you know, metabolize Mm -hmm. and, and speak about out loudly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking, you know, even Heather for you, right? Like you've lived in so many different countries and, you know, now you, now you're residing, um, in Sweden with no intention to leave. And have you considered this question about where you want to die? I, yeah, I have. Um, just, you know, because it comes up in conversation here and there and in conversations like this, of course, I still hopefully have a long way to go until I die. <laughs> but I, you know, it's changed over the years because I've lived in so many different countries. You know, over the past 26 years, I've lived long term outside of Canada in seven different countries and different continents, different environments. And, you know, the, the answer to that question, I will admit, has changed over time depending on where I am how connected I am to the people and the land there, and all that kind of thing. So assuming that I live to a ripe old age, (laughs) I, you know, especially now that I live in Sweden, I have a husband here, I'm married, I have a family here in Sweden who I adore. I feel very connected to Sweden. Sweden is my home. And, you know, now if I were, well, if I were to die tomorrow, I'd be like, well, of course, keep me in Sweden, you know? And definitely if I stay here for the remainder of my natural life, it would make sense for me to be buried here. 
does my family want me to be buried here? My whole family is in Canada. And that's another thing, you know, I mean, I think that might be challenging for them. I haven't had that conversation with them. So to your point of, you know, what's their family's plan? And like, where are your family members likely to die? And where will they be buried? And that kind of thing. You know, there's some there's some nuance there that hasn't been explored. But certainly, if you just asked me straight up, like, hey, Heather, if you were to die, where would you want to end up? I'd be like, here, plant me here, make me a tree, you know, like they've got these new tree pod things that you can make cremated human remains out of. I think that's kind of cool. So yes, I mean, that's a long answer to have I thought about this question. I've definitely thought about this question and, and it has changed over time. And I think that there is no right answer. And I think that it's also okay if it changes over time, because you know, even if you're an expat, like let's say you're an expat that's moved to Hong Kong for a short-term assignment that ends up being a long-term term assignment, your feelings about things might change from year two to say, like in your case, year 10, right? Because you've been in Hong mm. Kong for a long time. Um, so I think it's a really, it's a really multifaceted, you know, it's it's a multifaceted topic. And I'm not surprised that people end up in your office talking about this because it's also probably not an easy answer for the majority of people, you know? No, it's absolutely not. And I, I actually think even starting this conversation is is a huge thing for most people. So it sounds like you've actually, you know, a- asked yourself this question in, in different contexts and also evolved the answer, right? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like right now, you know, Sweden is where you feel most connected. It's where you have a lot of family, but it, it also sounds like there is some openness. And I think that that's, you know, just an important thing for people to to consider that, you know, it's a hard question to, to grapple with and it can also evolve over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Alison, if there's a listener that maybe is thinking about this for the first time or they've been thinking about it and they're not really sure how to find the right answer for themselves, what would you suggest for them? What would be some good next steps for them to take? Yeah, I think you're right, because psychologically, again, it's people deny death, really, for for most of their life. So I would say just even being around the question is an important first step of, of just kind of mentioning death to yourself and just kind of being honest with needing to at least start to answer the question can be a really huge step forward. I think also helpful to talk about this question with other people, right? Just to kind of normalize it and make it less spooky or or kind of make it less dark, but just to maybe converse with other expats in terms of, you know, have they ever made plans for for death or, you know, how do they make such such um, decisions? I would also say that beyond just starting the conversation, whether it's with yourself, you know, and just kind of inhabiting that question for a little while or engaging with other people, I'd say to, to kind of pull back and say what what matters to me in the end, right? Like what what are the things that really matter to me? Again, are there any cultural, familial, spiritual, other considerations. And hopefully we can try to plan for that as best as we can. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, thank you so much for your insight on that. Hopefully we've given some of our listeners some food for thought. If you have any comments, please come to the Rethink the Couch Facebook page. We'd be very interested to hear your thoughts. And don't forget to hit subscribe if you want future episodes about interesting, dark, and 
Also, some very light and fun topics around rethinking the couch, about these conversations that expats want to have and don't always have a venue to have them in. So thanks again for joining us, folks, and thanks to Alison for your expertise. We will see you next time. Whether you're an expat, a couple living abroad, digital nomad, or were raised as a third culture kid, now in adult clothing, I offer a non-formulaic approach to therapy. Doing therapy for so many years has taught me that people are way too complex to fit into formulas or anything rigid. You want to hear more? Then head over to RethinkTheCouch.com to learn more about how we can work together.